You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 23 of The Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. It feels like it's been a good long while since we've done this. It has been. Dude, I'm sorry. I was like, I flaked out last week. I was was racked out. I could barely speak. I was so damn tired from everything. I'm sure sure our listeners will forgive us for taking a I hope so. I hope so. Everybody deserves some time off. Certainly in the midst I don't, of But I don't feel pandemic. like I was getting time off. I just feel like I'm slogging well, through. Well, you didn't do the podcast. We didn't do the podcast, so you had a week off. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Guys, you, so, you feel like there's the, the light is is appearing at the end of the tunnel a little no, bit? No, absolutely not. <laughs> really? Really? Because I'm starting to see it. Well, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, first of all, I'm not anywhere close to getting a vaccine. Because, I mean, they did say that in Maryland, as of April 27th, everybody 16 and older will be eligible. I imagine, given the fact that that's a very large, significant in the Maryland population, yeah. I probably won't be able to get an appointment if they do it that way. I mean, I I think that they should, like, open up all the mass vaccination sites to whoever wants it and show up, right? As long as they have supply. As long as they have supply. And they're saying they're going to have supply. But I don't believe anything – that, that anybody say, says? That anybody says. I mean, unless it's Q. I believe Q. <laughs> Q says it. Wait, what? Isn't Biden really Trump? Yes, he's yes. going to take off the it's mask. A mask. It's like a Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> so, Montgomery County is still only getting about 6,000 doses a week. So, 6, I don't know. 6,000. A million a people live here. Yeah. A million I told people. You. I told you when I went to the Javits Center to get my vaccination, they're delivering delivering seven thousand, almost eight thousand shots okay. a day. That's more it's than the, that's that's more than Montgomery County gets a week. So, so, so as we talked about, you and I discussed this earlier in the week amongst ourselves. You should go outside of Montgomery County. Well, no, I, you, I, you can't. No, you're not allowed to. You're no, you can't. I can't. I can't like drive to some place in like Western Maryland where no one wants the vaccine because you, you have to prove that you're a resident of that county. It's not enough to be a resident of the state. No, I presume that after they open up the eligibility to everybody 16 and older, yeah. you may be able to go anywhere you want in the state. Sure. But right now, you can't go. What was happening was Montgomery County residents were going to neighboring Prince George's County, which right. is a majority minority county, and where yeah. there's it's been problems oh, in distribution and, yeah. and uptake. And um, fr- and so they stopped people from doing that. Now every count, you have to be a resident of that county. That sucks. So, yeah. So that's so one you, thing. Do I don't think, think... Go ahead. Hold on. Do you think that if you showed up, they would look at your driver's license and say, like, sorry, you can't, you're not eligible for this I, place? I, you I, live I, in the I wrong presume county? in the registration process, you have to put down a valid I, address. I guess, I guess. So, and they, and unlike New York, where there are plenty of people who are like scamming their way in by saying they have asthma and they're not checking. That's true. Um, they actually check, apparently, here in, in Maryland. So, uh, I don't see how I'm going to get a vaccine before the end of May. So that's well, you don't know that for sure. It could be. You, no, it you, could. You I could, could be pleasantly surprised. 
I'd rather be pleasantly surprised than crushingly yeah. disappointed. Yeah, that's true. Then the other thing, um, the uh, the other thing that's um, uh, an issue for me is that I've been reading a lot about the the variants mm-hmm. and the mutations. And Ashish Jha, the guy who's been all over the news from the Brown School of Public Health, he's the dean, was like, listen, we are really in a race against time. The good news yeah. is people are getting vaccinated. The bad news is Texas, Maryland, Mississippi, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, all these places have opened up a month too early. Florida never closed. And so like Florida is just is just all the UK variant. New York has its own variant, which is now 40 percent of new cases. And they don't know anything about the the efficacy of vaccines against uh, against the New York variant. I'm going to I'm going to pretend that the vaccine is going to work on all of these variants and just go with that. So are you so, going to, are you, are you about to go to spring break? You know, I'm coming back from spring break. I was, in, I was in Florida partying for, nice. that's, why, that's the real reason why we didn't have nice. a show last week. Cause nice. I was on spring break at Daytona beach. So, and, you know uh, me, I just go straight to the, like the worst possible scenario. So I'm like, yeah, break, no, no, no. I'm going to get the vaccine and then I'm going to still be sitting in the house this time uh, next year. Having uh, been in the house for two years. Nah, I think like by the end of the summer, we're going to see life back to like 80% of what it was before. And, you know, we just got an email from uh, where Talia will be attending college next year. Go Blue Hens! Go Blue Hens! The University of Delaware just sent an email saying there will be in-person classes next fall. Yeah, I believe. So uh, that's a good thing. Montgomery County Public Schools, I believe, is planning on in-person. Yep. uh, full-on program so yeah I, life is I, gonna I life is gonna go back not to nor not to what it was but it's gonna look a lot closer to what it was and what it does right now i i certainly hope so but again i i also i don't i'm just worried about those variants i'm well, just worried but people are you know irresponsible what? and people are going to continue to be irresponsible right. and yes we should be uh, wary of the variants, but we can't let that fear right. overtake us because we're going to get vaccinated and we're going to be okay. I hope so. We're going to be okay. I'm actually I, getting my second round this week. Don't be a vaxel. <laughs> don't be a vaxel. Uh, you know, Maddie, I, Maddie enlightened me to what a vaxel is. It's is someone, someone who, either someone who brags about getting their vaccine after they got it. So uh, I don't care. So I can brag and, about it before. And uh, someone who like skips the line, scams their way. Okay, so. I may brag about it afterwards, but I, in terms of skipping the line, all I can say you don't is skip. You have an underlying issue. Cancer for me is the gift that keeps on giving, <laughs> because it has allowed me to get the vaccine early. I shouldn't have lost forty-five pounds because I'd still have high blood pressure. <laughs> also, if idiot! Your, if your BMI is high enough, you can be like. I'm I know obese. someone. He got a call from his doctor's office, and he's like. They're like, like listen, tub, you're obese. You're, you're a, you're the guy Techn- in grad school. You're obese. In go- the, the guy in grad school was like a string bean. And now he's big. And so he got a call from his doctor's office and they're like, listen, you meet the BMI criteria. Come on in for your vaccine. He's like, I felt really weird about it. So now he's on a diet. Maybe you should, you've been thinking about this in the wrong way. Maybe you should be packing on the pounds in order to get the shot. Be like, I'm sorry. I need this vaccine. No, because by the time I pack on the requisite number of pounds, good point. It's going to be the end of May anyway. You may want to go for it anyway, though. Just throw, <laughs> yeah. 
Throw in the towel. <laughs> I do. You know, I was in the crawl space and I found all my clothes from when my waist was like 36. I didn't save any of the suits, but I have like, pants. I have other really? pants and stuff. Yeah, you should get rid of them. I wasn't sure, like whether you know, because they say how they say how quickly people put it back on. Dude, get rid of them because you don't need that. You don't need to be secure in the knowledge that they exist in your house. If you don't have them, then there's less of a chance. Well, right, and then you know, because at work I'm I have to wear suits and ties and stuff. I spent thousands of dollars on new suits and and so and then have since replaced those. So now it's like double. I can't I can't go back to it. No, so get rid of those pants because you don't need to that reminder. Yeah, you're never right. going back. Next time you're I'm in never, the next time I'm in the crawl space. Every time back. I'm in the crawl space, though, I'm like, oh, I'm Mister Suburbs, and so I don't like to go in there. That's when you feel like you're Mister Suburbs. That when you're. Out I mean, it's like an insult to injury. I don't move along. I hired a guy. All right, but a guy. not when you're tending your garden. I hired that, a guy. No, you tend. I do garden. garden. I do yeah. garden. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty suburban, my friend. Oh, I hate it. I mean. As far as suburban, every time I every time I'm gardening, I look around. I go, you know, I used to live in New York City, and my garden was Central Park, and there were people who made it pretty. It was a lot. Other than crawling around your crawl space on a day to day basis, what do you think the most suburban thing you do is? (laughs) Um, I don't know. What's the most suburban thing? Uh, I I look forward to getting the mail because there's nothing else to do. Yeah, but guess what? They deliver mail in urban areas. As I well. know, but there's other things to do. I'm in suburbia. Yeah, it's and and during lockdown, or it's not really lockdown during stay at home. So I think I think to. it's fair to say that the most suburban thing you do is you contemplate the futility of your existence. <laughs> I also I'm like it just bums me out that I'm base. I like I could walk to you know the CVS or the supermarket and stuff like that, but. And from time to time, I bike. From time to time, I bike to these places. The most suburban. I'm like dependent on my car. That sucks. The most suburban thing you do probably is walk your dog and wave at your neighbors as you walk (laughs) by their houses. It was hi. It was pouring rain the other day, and I had to walk. I had to walk Tulip, and so I texted my neighbor across the way. He's got a dog, and for years it'd be raining. And I'd see him walking the dog and I'd knock on my window and I'd scream, loser, and wave at him. So I texted him. I was like, in five minutes, I'm going to go past your house. It's pouring out. Make sure you knock on the window and scream loser at me. Did he? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's pretty fucking suburban. And and lame. That's not good. The dog's worth it, though. She's cute. Yeah, but waving waving to the neighbors and they're like, oh, they got a new car. There's nothing worth it. Right. (laughs) Oh, we spent our time commenting. Oh, did you see which house went on sale? I wonder how much they got for it. People in the city do that too, though. Yeah, but still. I don't know. I'll tell you the most urban thing we ever yeah. did or the most city-dwelling thing yeah. we ever did. Uh, when we were living on the other side of the building, Okay. right? We lived in a one-bedroom. We had one child at the time, but we were seeking a larger space did in which we could place? live. Better. Our doorman from this from the other side of the building. Yeah, I walked. I walked. You know, I saw him walk through the door, and he's like, "Let me talk to you for a second. He's like, "The woman in three L. They just went in there with a the ambulance. Just went in there. They brought a stretcher. 
I'm like, oh, that's good to know. <laughs> so Michelle, that is the most New York City thing. I, no, wait, ever. it gets better. It gets better. Oh, good. She didn't die. She wasn't dead. But he's like, she's on her last legs. That's what the doorman said, basically. So Michelle called um, the sponsor because this was a sponsor-held uh, unit in the uh -huh. apartment. So when the when the building went co-op, not everybody bought. Right. And right. those who decided to continue to rent, the sponsor owned their unit. Right, right. So Michelle called the sponsor, and she was like, I, it's come to my attention that there's somebody. Wow. That is very New York. And the sponsor said, can you just wait for her to die <laughs> before we have this conversation? What did, we, did, what did Michelle say? No. Yeah, that's fine. She's like, that's fine. Like, she knew it was just a matter right, of time. Right, right. She's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And that's the apartment that we live in now. So, you know, that's the most New York thing we've ever done. That is that. very New York. Yeah. It's that's more New York than, like, hovering over somebody's table in a in like a cafe or something yeah. like waiting for them to get up. I call that the New York city vulture move <laughs> where you're just like, Hey, you going to finish that last bit of your muffin or are you going to get the fuck up? So I can sit there? Dude. So, I, I think I still think the gardening is probably my most super. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's, you put on a visor. No, I, I do have gardening <laughs> pants and gardening boots. Do you have gloves? You wear the gardening gloves. I have multiple pairs. Yeah. And like you have like the hedge clippers and what do you call those like things? Clippers. The clippers. I got yeah. those. I got some uh, fertilizer. fertilizer. Really? You keep bit. the fertilizer in the garage? I love fertilizer in the garage. In the, in the garage? Have you learned how to make uh, any, any explosives out of the fertilizer? No, but you if, see that, if the variants go crazy and I'm still in the house a year from now, you can be shit sure I'll know. <laughs> I'm going to blow Because up that's when society's going to collapse. If you're in for a second year, if I told all in for I was telling I had the same friend who I made fun of, uh, who I made fun of for walking his dog for all those years, and of course it's now blown back on me. I told him that at the height of the craziness in the run up to the election, combined with the COVID stay at home thing, I was going crazy, and I had this dream that we fought. So the street I live on is, as you know, Devilwood. That we fought the battle of Devilwood against the QAnon brigades and mm. I became this legendary fighter but no one knew my real name and 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 the QAnon brigades didn't there there was one grainy photo of me and they referred to me as Jeremiah and I was like this fucking badass really yeah that was my that was my crazy wow. going I'm going insane having violent dreams There's so many pre 2020 election Jeremiah baby and Just now a grainy photo of me I became this legendary fighter now they've renamed your street Jeremiah Way. And it's like, there's like biblical stuff in there. There's Civil War. Oh, yeah. It's like Mad Max, suburbia, yeah. Jewish yeah. kid takes up arms to save the, save the wow. country. Yeah. yeah. You got to you gotta stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of the house, man. Yeah. That's a, that is a bad dream. Man, I got to get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. I got to go skiing. I got to do something. So, speaking yes. of violence and craziness, <laughs> with a, a massacre in Atlanta this week, yeah, Jesus, he bought a gun a, an hour before he killed these people, these poor women, and one dude. Or so in Georgia, it's easier to get a gun than it is to vote, and that is no accident. Oh, that is no accident. That is by design. 
And once again, an angry, disaffected white person went and shot up a bunch of massage parlors and yeah. killed six Asian women and two eight other eight people total. Eight people six, total. Six of them six were Asian, Asian women. women. Right. And he claimed he's, that he's a sex addict. And that's that why he did. was doing this because he was trying to remove the temptation right. of these places. I have a better idea. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. If you find yourself so tempted by the existence of massage parlors that you feel that you need to kill somebody, kill yourself. Kill yourself. Exactly. Kill yourself. Don't take it out on these poor well, people. So first of all, it's not even clear. I mean, this is what he says. Yeah. He grew up in some. He grew up in some very conservative church that, you know, made it. It was like a sin if you wanted to fornicate. So is this where he was radicalized? Do you think? Yeah. Is this where he was? He was radicalized by his church. So his. Well, his, uh, in the 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 article in today's post, which I have in front yeah, of me, yeah, talks about. Wait, hold on. I moved it to. I was yeah. looking at. We were. Hold on. Oh, here we are. So, his church. This kind of radical conservative, radically conservative evangelical church. The church, this is the church's bylaws. They view adultery, fornication. Uh-huh. What's wrong with fornication? Out of wedlock, I think it's a sin. But that's adultery. It's, it's two different categories. No, adultery and... No, no. Is, if you're, I'm telling if you're, you're 18, you, if you're 18 years old and you have sex with another 18-year-old, that's not adultery. I understand that. That's but fornication. Fornication. But it's not you're not married and you're but not going to procreate. I know. I'm just saying, like, what's what's the big deal with that? Okay. I'm it's saying fun. It's, it's fun. A sin. It's, it's a fun. sin. It's, it's a fun. sin. It's fun. It's, it's the most fun you can have. Okay. It's adultery. I thought you like skiing more than sex. No, no, no. no. Skiing's the most fun you can do with your clothes on. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Go on. Adultery, fornication, homosexuality, bisexual conduct, bestiality, incest, polygamy, pedophilia, pornography. Any attempt to change one's sex or disagreement with one's biological sex as sinful and offensive to God. Oh, I'm glad that they have determined what is sinful well, and offensive <laughs> to God on our behalf. So at, at, well, I appreciate the, the, the fact that they are equating, though, fornication, homosexuality, yeah. bisexual conduct with bestiality and incest yeah, and pedophilia is yeah. completely fucked up. That's a slippery slope right there. Uh, Let me I, ask you a question. So, but can let's, you, let's talk you, about the fact. He he killed six Asian women. Yeah, and, and let's talk in, about in, that. in an environment where people are where I Asians mean, are being attacked, attacked more and more because we used to have a president who referred to the coronavirus as the or China the virus or the, or the, no, the, he the didn't, Kung not flu. the China virus, well, China virus, the, the China virus and Kung flu. Right. Right. And is there any surprise that violence against Asian people has gone up by crazy amounts over the last year? No. And it's not acceptable. This obviously is unacceptable. But then when you have the police spokesman getting on TV and saying, well, this guy is a bad day. day. He wanted to jerk off. He felt guilty about it. It was a bad day. So he killed eight people. Again, kill yourself. Interestingly, masturbation was not in the church's bylaws. So, really, yeah, he couldn't. Yeah, it's fine. Um, well, hold on, let's go back to those bylaws for a oh, second. Right. There was, Wait. there's homosexuality, and then there's bisexual what? Acts. acts. What's the difference? 
Well, homosexuality is when... Yeah. I understand what that is, but what's bisexual act? What's the bisexual... I don't know. No, that's not a bisexual act. Well, what? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Bi it's, no, it's bisexual conduct. Right. What is that? I don't know. What does conduct mean? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't write the bylaws. I'm just well, reading I mean, them. I'm just asking. I want clarification. Because well, we can call the church. I have the name. I have the name of the reverend, too. Is there a website? The cra uh, the Southern uh, was active at Crab Apple, the Southern Baptist Church. So if this man were they Muslim, scrubbed they scrubbed their website of anything related oh, to him. Well, that's good. Of him, this, I'm sure they still have their bylaws though. The bylaws have to be up search there. Uh, the Reverend there. Jerry Dockery, an okay. energetic preacher. He's energetic. He's energetic. you know why he's energetic? Why? Because he's embraced God and he is he is forsaken all of those other things that are on that list. I don't know. But if, if this Crab man were Muslim. Is it Crab Apple First Baptist Church in Woodstock, Georgia? We should is, that conserv is, that, is that reformed or conservative? <laughs> what, is a what is bisexual conduct? I'm just asking for a friend. Right, so we can send an email. There must be like an information, like a contact tab. But if this guy were Muslim. Oh, my God. And his, his mosque had a list of things like this. It would be there would be an all-out war against oh, yeah. Muslims in this country. Of course, it's insane. But instead, this white guy he had a bad gets day. a gets a pass, and he has a he's had a bad day. And he killed six Asian women at a time when he killed eight members, people. eight people, six of them Asian women. When members of Congress are running around calling people from China chai coms. this is a problem. We got problems. This is a racist country. I'm sorry. If you don't see the systemic racism at play here, then you're you just don't want to see it. Who's that guy from Texas? He said this is they're having a hearing about oh my god the violence and intimidation of Asians in the United States, Asian Americans. Yeah. yeah. And he said something about you know as we say in Texas, the long rope find the longest rope in the tallest tree. What? Yeah. What? So I, saw that clip, I saw that clip and I was like, I was, I was stunned. I was shocked. I, I gasped. He's advocating lynching people, but then of course he turns that on. He turns that against Black no. Lives Matter. And no, I mean, he turned it. He turned on it on the. He turned it on yeah. members of the Asian American community and members of Congress who are Asian for saying, "How dare they say who, what's racist and what's not? What's." I, I so, couldn't believe it. I, I don't understand the logic at work there, but anyway, Whatever. logic is not their strong suit. Um, Speaking of logic, yes. Did you uh, did you hear about the throwdown between President Biden and President Putin? Oh, you mean where Biden called Putin a killer, <laughs> right? And then, and then and Putin then challenged him to a TV debate. But I love this. Yeah, this is the best. Putin's response was this: "Quote, of course." He did it in Russian. But when <laughs> I was better. a child, when we argued in the courtyard, we said, if you call me one name, if you call if you call someone's name, yeah. that's really your name. Oh. So this is where we are in the bilateral relationship between the United States and Russia. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> if you call somebody something, that means you're that thing. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? You're a jerk. 
I know you are, but what do I? How many times did I pull that shit on my sister? I think all of us pulled that on our. Oh siblings. my god! Countless times. Countless. But here's here's the insane part of this whole. Okay. Thing. And there yeah. are many, but yeah, here's yeah. what I'm picking up. Fox News <laughs> is rooting for Putin <laughs> in this. <laughs> well, remember during the 2016 cycle. People were showing up at Trump rallies. Yeah, with the Russian T-shirts saying, "I'd rather be Russian than a Democrat." Well, Dude, these are people who who they're they're like they're people they elect to Congress. They have no curiosity about the world. They get all their information from crazy people on Fox News or One American News or Newsmax. Yeah, they have no understanding. I tell you, I was once I was once on a trip with people with uh, uh, elected representatives. From the middle of the country. I'm not going to say what the organization was. I'm not going to say what level they were elected. We were in France. Yeah. And they could not – first of all, I'm sure most of them, this was their first trip abroad. They could not believe they, – they, they, they couldn't believe it. First That's of all, they didn't want their they, – they were so excited to be in Paris. Uh-huh. But they didn't want their pictures taken because they didn't want any of their constituents to know that they were in France. Secondly, they were like stunned and shocked at like – France wasn't this like socialist, uh, you know, like, hellscape. Wait, and that, like not? public transportation worked generally. And like, it was just, it was amazing to me. They had no idea. And they were having such a good time despite themselves. Well, And so this is why you get people who say, this is, these are, these are, they reflect their constituency which would rather be Russian than Democrats, but, knowing but nothing thought, about Russia. But, but but these people call themselves patriots, it's, yet they're rooting against their own country. Dude, I don't know what to tell you. In favor, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. This is why the, I'm it's, Jeremiah. Okay, Jeremiah. But global, global fascism, conservatism, and fascism, they are all allied with each other. You, we saw this two weeks ago. This is why I'm arming up. When Oprah Winfrey had her interview with the former Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Right, right. And you have Republicans defending the British monarchy. <laughs> you had you had a group of 14 members of the House that refused to condemn the junta in Myanmar. So, I, I'm Crazy. telling you, this is this is all it's it's funny because the people who support Putin are the same ones who are supporting the monarchy and who are the same ones supporting Trump. They're the same ones who are supporting right-wing fascists in Hungary. They're the same people who support Bibi Netanyahu in Israel. Did you see the, this is a global movement. Did you see the cover of the of Charlie Hebdo? No. Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. With her knee on the neck of Meghan Markle. Oh, really? Now, Charlie Hebdo, some of their stuff is downright Edgy. offensive and Edgy. awful, but some of it's actually clever, and I thought this yeah. one was clever. But this is, I, I mean, conservatives of the world are uniting. You know, they like ethno-nationalism, and they want to keep America, they want to make America great again. They want Britain out of the EU. Yes. They want Israel to be, you know, Jewish only. There's a problem. They want Hungary to be for the Hungarians. They want Poland to be pure. Maybe my dream wasn't a dream. Maybe it was a foreshadow. Maybe you're prophetic. <laughs> As in the prophets the fertilizer are for the garden is going to save us all. So, I spray. I put it on the crepe myrtle this morning. Yeah, we're in trouble, man. And the azaleas. We're in trouble. We need to understand the trouble. nature of the. That's, well, that's the other thing that's getting me down. Is that you know. 
it's e you know Biden is the president. There's a sense of normalcy. Vaccines are ramping up. Yeah, you know you can give him whatever, but you know the the press the the daily pressers are normal and so so you can kind of forget. Right. That we this have is still this going on. going on in this yeah. country. Well, it's not going to stop, and we've talked about this. Forever. I caught this thing. I caught this thing last night before I was going to bed. They were doing a thing on Eamon Bundy, and he's rallying these people yeah. to arm up. But we've talked about this forever, and that is as long as this right wing media ecosystem continues to exist, this isn't going to go away. I'll, I will say, however, that that Twitter having yanked Trump's account has yeah. done a lot. To reduce the freaking yes. noise. Right. But it's still there. That's the point, is that there are all these other social media platforms. They yeah. were there was I was uh I was driving this week and I listened to a story on NPR about like one of the worst of the worst of these, you know, white nationalist rabble rouser types. And he's been yanked from every every platform, but he's basically rigged up a system where he can like spoof YouTube and still disseminate his 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 videos and stuff, and he's got like tons and tons and tons of followers. We're never going to be able to eliminate this completely. I know, but we like have they're to be out able there. To they're replicating it. themselves. It's yeah, bad, but there's, man. yeah, I don't disagree with you, but there is something to be said for the bigger sites like Facebook and right. Twitter. That's true. You know, putting the, the the slam on this stuff, like just saying we can't do this anymore. So far, Facebook hasn't really been doing it. Twitter's been better. Um, but you know your your friend over at Facebook is still not doing what he needs my to do. My friend, yeah. Who's my friend? Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg? Yeah, I don't know Mark your, Zuckerberg. your buddy, your buddy Zuck. I don't know Zuck. No, not personally, but I mean we all know him. He's everybody's, uh, he's everybody's friend, <laughs> and no one's. <laughs> I got I was I was invited to go on Clubhouse, uh-huh. which, and so one of the recommendations was for me to follow Mark Zuckerberg on Clubhouse. I'm good. Like, no. Have you been on it? I have just a little bit. I I don't want to. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of another social media. I'm not thing. really interested in. I listened I've, for a while to a Middle East discussion the other day. It was super interesting, but like, I, I it's the I kind can't. of thing where I I feel like people are spending a lot of time on it. I got other things to do, you know. You know what? If you want to do something like that, like listen to a podcast right. about the Middle East, like right. you don't need to interact on that, and you don't need to have people who are not experts pretend that they're experts. I'm sure you get enough of that when you give your own talks, and people come up to you afterwards to show you how much they know about something that they know nothing about. Islam's a cancer. <laughs> exactly. Don't you? It's not a religion. Islam's a cancer. Not a religion. It's a it's a fascist. I love the questions. I love the questions I get. Where like the guy's like, now Jordan, and he like gives you this whole thing on Jordan. It's like nothing that's going on. (laughs) But he knows better than you. He knows better than you because Uh, everybody's an expert, especially on the Middle East. Comes to the Middle East. Oh my god! Every Jew knows better than you. I, I told you the story about the first time I met Thomas Friedman. I said to him, I was like, you've ruined every family wedding or bar mitzvah yeah. I've ever been to. And he looked at me, he's like, why? It's like, because people invariably know what I do. And if there's one book that every American yeah. Jew has ever read, it's from Beirut yeah. to Jerusalem. That's and true. So everyone's talked to me about it. That book is like 30 years old. Yeah. More. It's more. It's like, like 35 years old. 1980. He wrote it in like 85, yeah. but he it was his time in, in Lebanon yep. in like the early 80s. Yeah. That book yeah. Is, is, is old. Uh, but yes, that is the standard for uh, for American Judaism. 
American Jews, not American Judaism. Oh, I read from Beirut to Jerusalem. I know what's Have you about. read Beirut to Jerusalem, Steve? I, I love Thomas Friedman, but his approach of, I'm going to talk to every taxi driver in every place that I go is a little bit... I think people give him way too much shit, though. I just think it's tired. become like sport on social media. Yeah, that's true, because it's, he's an older dude, and it's like, it's so easy to say that somebody like that is out of touch. And you know, it's... It, he's... In, in, I, everybody, as as someone who writes often, often you know every column is not great no, that you write, and so give a guy a break. Come on, you know what? At the end of the day, Thomas Friedman is making more money than most people, so he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> he, he's doing okay. The New York Times is not saying, you know what, Thomas Friedman, we're taking this platform away from you. He's going to ride that until he's gone, and God bless him. Right. God bless him. Um, wait until he interviews Jeremiah. <laughs> that should be interesting. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be first in line for the edition of that one. Oh my God, dude. So whatever. I'm going to go clip the bushes now, I guess. All right, Jeremiah. There's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. I'm just going to live my suburban lifestyle, Enjoy. waiting for the variants to come and get me I'm gonna before I get out. my vaccine because there is no vaccine here. I'm going to head out into the this, this streets of New York and be obnoxious to people who walk past me and be all in a hurry and stuff and you know. Go have a slice, man. I'm going to yell at people who aren't wearing their masks. Oh my god, last week yeah, I was walking on Amsterdam Avenue with yeah. Talia okay. and there was a woman sitting at a bar outside yeah. yelling at people for wearing masks. For wearing masks. For wearing masks. She was drunk okay. and she was calling us sheep and stupid and obviously- Did you say, I know you are, but what am I? Say, I, as I, Putin, I, your friend says, you know, I know Tal you are, but what am I? I was thinking that. And Talia has two masks on because right. Michelle's like, you have to go I wear two, two masks. masks. And she said something to her about two masks. And I'm like, wait, was she talking to you? She, Talia's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm going back there. She's like, no, you're not. She's like, don't bother i'm like i'm going back there i'm not going to let her talk to you and she's like can we just keep walking please just keep walking and we kept walking but i should have i no should have at least me wearing i should have at least filmed her I, then when someone does though accost me for wearing two masks i am going to say you know as putin says yeah i know you are, but, what am I? You are. but in new york you're more likely to get yelled at for not wearing a mask than right yeah mask, so. look in in montgomery county maryland i think mask wearing is North of 95%, to yeah. be honest with you. Well, in New York, it's like I definitely, when I see somebody with the mask like below the nose or not right. or, or on the neck, I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Just put it on. Yeah. All right. All right, we're out of here. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Not below your nose. Seriously. Stupid. Useful. And totally. it looks dumb, too. Like, totally it useful. looks better on properly than not. Yeah. Just cover your fucking Just face. Cover it up. Yeah. Put on a burka. All right. <laughs> Later. <laughs>